0: Welcome to McKnight's Long-Term Care Newsmakers Podcast, where we share the latest information and views from industry leaders.
1: Welcome to another edition of the McKnight's Newsmaker Podcast. I'm Jim Berklin, Executive Editor at McKnight's Long-Term Care News, and I think we really have a special edition that you're going to like. Today we have Jackie Vance, the Senior Director of Clinical Innovation and Education for Mission Health Communities. She's also a past National Nurse Administrator of the Year and she's on a pair of national long-term care boards. She's also a well-known national speaker, and that's what we'd like to tap into today. So first of all, welcome, Jackie. Thank you. Well, now we have to tackle the elephant in the room first, and we're gonna bring something new, folks. Workforce challenges, of course. Everyone talks about them. It's like everybody talking about the weather, but what can we do about them? Uh, Let's step back and kind of frame the issue as you see it best, Jackie.
0: Well, it's absolutely no surprise how many work direct workforce members we lost during the pandemic and it's also unfortunate that we are the only healthcare industry that did not regain our employees. So we're always thinking about, well, what can we do? How innovative can we be at bringing back our workforce? But there's a lot of obstacles in our way, Jim.
1: What do you think is one of the most misunderstood things about this when people are saying, oh, you're down workers, just go get some?
0: Well, um, unfortunately, unicorns and rainbows, um, you can't just make these people appear you and say, oh, I want some, because they've gone into other areas of the workforce. So your challenge is, how do I create an entire new workforce? And there are more obstacles in our way than there are solutions, though I do have some ideas on solutions. But some of the problems, Jim, that are occurring, one is lack of clinical education sites for nursing assistants an overwhelming amount of nursing assistants that want to test and lack of ability of testing sites for them. And I do know that our associations are are really trying hard to tackle that. And then getting nurses. So while many of us are being able to rebuild some of our nursing assistant workforce with the temporary nursing aid program, we're very frightened because in October that's supposed to go away. And we all know, we've even been told by many of our states that they cannot get. Get this entire backlog of temporary nurse aides tested out, can, the continued training and tested out by October. And the other thing is. You know, as though as far as nurses, so I don't know if you're aware of this, and I know I'm close on the number, I'm rounding it, but uh, last year we turned away 85,000 nursing students with a GPA of 3.5 or higher. So these
1: these are good students. These these are are quality candidates. These are quality
0: candidates, yes, from going into clinicals because we didn't have the clinical sites for them or clinical instructors. Now, I... I do think the ANA is part of a problem with that because the ANA had changed for clinical sites and got it passed to be Magnet sites, um, you know, sites of extreme excellence for the clinical sites and for the instructors to be either PhD or doctorate. And I'm sorry if I get my PhD or my doctorate, I don't want to be paid forty thousand a year to you know be a, an instructor at a community college. So that is an issue in itself.
1: So now let's do look towards some solutions. There have been some discussed, some I know you're not so high on. What do you recommend? Let's put it that way. Well,
0: well, let's start with the nursing assistant force. One is available to us in many states. Not all states will allow you to have a waiver in place. So certain types of deficiencies will all of a sudden say that you can't have a nursing assistant program at your nursing facility. And it's insane because you could get a deficiency and then um, by the end of the survey, they're there for three, five days, whatever, they'll give you something called past noncompliance, which means that by the end of the survey, they're saying you have already cleaned up the problem that they found. But that's fine. They still gave you that level tag. And now they're saying, you can't hold a nursing assistant program for three years. Well, we're not going to change the federal government. They, they can't get anything passed within the federal government. They're sure not going to tackle this. But you can apply for a waiver in most yep. states and really let them know, you know, we're a struggling workforce. And you found us a past noncompliance, you know. Please allow us to have the waiver. And and then a lot of people are getting success with that. The other thing is what we've done at Mission Health is we created an entire education department. We have regional educators, and we have our own nursing assistant school and certified medication aid school. And yes, you do have to invest in your employees. And what we're doing, Jim, is we are hiring in a job description of a hospitality aid, and we're paying them while going to school and guaranteeing them a position. And so we're, we're like, okay, we're, we're going to pay you this much an hour, which is pretty decent. And you'll go to school and you'll do your clinicals and we'll find a position for you. And the same thing is growing our own medication aids. And, and that is, is helping us a great deal. And in the majority of our states that we're in, we are And we will be within two weeks, actually, completely out of agency for nursing assistants and CMAs.
1: Wow, that's great.
0: But you have to be willing to invest. And you have to. So it was investing in an entire new department. And it's investing in these new employees and mentoring them. We also have, which I think is extremely innovative, we created... A mentorship program, Jim, and it's evidence-based. It's based on two programs that we put together for a hybrid. It's based on the one, the Robert Ward Johnson Fellowship Program, a mentorship program I was involved in before where the majority of the compensation going to the mentor is a a retention bonus. So they have some skin in the game, you know, so they're like, yeah, so it's it's a year relationship between them and the mentor. And, of course, they have more than one mentor, but it's retaining the employees. And while it's only been in place about a year, we've had several employees hit their first year retention bonus, which is really nice. But, you know, it's someone that's going to have their back, someone that's going to make them feel a real part of the community and stops this. Horrible. I mean, there's been studies on it and nobody understands why. The cannibalization of nursing, mm-hmm. you know, like, oh, here's a newbie. Let's give them the worst schedule we possibly can because we're tired of taking care of these residents. They're too hard. Give them to the brand new person who, you know, has never taken a full load of patients in their life. I don't know why people do that, Jim. It's insane. So it keeps it keeps them making sure they have the skills and help them build their skills before they take a full load like that, it's, it's really doing well. Sounds
1: like a great investment up front, and actually the building of the lower rungs of a ladder. Everyone hears about how CNAs, you want, they want ladders built, and that mm-hmm. type of thing. So very commendable on that. Now, when we're talking about solutions, a lot of people talk about immigrant and help with immigration. What are your thoughts on that?
0: Well, there's nothing wrong with immigration. Absolutely. And I mean, we have people in the country now with visas that are about to run out. And I have heard that's something that our federal government's looking into to help extend waivers or visas, et cetera. But it's, you know, it's so expensive, so expensive to bring in someone from another country and you have to do relocation costs, et cetera. And so this is one of my drives me crazy pet peeves. Why don't we grow our own? And so my dream for the future, and I don't think we can have this happen right away. Do I do know there's being discussions and I, I do know there's being hill visits on this. You know, why can't, so this is my dream and I will love to make hill visits on this as well. Why not pay community college, community college, this is my dream for nurses who will will go into long-term care and completely waive a tuition, not tuition reimbursement, waive tuition. And they sign a contract. Guess what? They do this in England. When you live in England, you do not pay for nursing school, and they actually pay you a stipend to go to nursing school. But your agreement is that they will place you to work anywhere within your geographical region where a nurse is needed, and you work for three years at that place. After three years, if you want to become what's called a private nurse where you can make a little more money, you can change or you can stay where you are because the benefits are better as, I guess I call it, a state nurse. Probably than right exp- not a right expression. Why aren't we investing in our own nurses? We do this for teachers. Why aren't we doing that for nurses? It makes a lot of sense. And yes, where there is a need send them. We know, We know. look, CMS has taken that data. They're making it transparent at the worst time possible. I'm just going to complain about that, Jim. At the absolute <laughs> worst time possible <laughs> where we can't find staff anywhere because they turn away 85,000 nursing students. Um, you know, we're going to, because the consumers want to know that you have no staff. So why not help us out? We know where they need to go, put them where they need to go under a contract. So- while we can't necessarily make that happen, there are some things I think we can do.
1: Very good. It reminds me of the saying, the floggings will continue until morale improves. <laughs> I, I sense I you're going to say that next time. I that. So very good. Are there any other things that you can give? Like you say, hopes can exist for Capitol Hill, even state capitals. What can be done in the hallways and the local uh, facility
0: well actually I, I do believe we can make some movement in state government i do they 're just as aware they want their people taken care of. They absolutely want their people taken care of and they know that so I, and they want to hear from nurses I know that pe- you know we have lobbyists and we have things like that and You know, our our leading age and ACA, they have state people, but they let them hear from the nurses, let them hear from someone, a, a, a director of nursing, administrator, and the nursing assistant who was working at the facility, and help us. Let's reduce. We don't need the magnet sites. You know, we don't need the PhD or doctorate professor. Ease those restrictions for us so that we can get nurses in these programs. Help us out, you know, help for the states that say, oh, we don't have waivers. Let us have waivers. We'll do the training. Let us do it. Let us have it. We need to create our own workforce. Let's, I mean, I truly believe long-term care is one of the most rewarding places you can work in your entire life. Because at the end of every single day, you look in the mirror and you have known you have made a difference in somebody's life. And you're doing something very important with your career. And not everybody can say that.
1: And what I hear you saying is, is that that really has to be impressed upon the policymakers so that they can make it enabled for you to do work.
0: Absolutely. Don't, don't get in our way. Let us do our work.
1: Outstanding. Now, rumor has it, well, more than rumor, you're very good at setting up morning meetings for staff. What is your one must takeaway tip for everybody? And I know you speak a lot on it, to set a life-changing morning meeting. What, what do people need to get about that? The people
0: need to get about that, that it's not the nurse show. It's an interdisciplinary meeting, Right and that you're looking at the past 24 hours and what you need to rectify, and you hold everybody accountable. You know, otherwise, you're just putting out fires. But if I sit there and I say, you're one of my nurses, Jim, and I say, okay, on your unit, it looks like we took an admission yesterday, and we have an antibiotic without a stop date. I need you to get that back to me by the end of the day that you got that. Or, you know, I I have a antipsychotic and I don't see the diagnosis here. I need that. Or whatever it is. You got the MDS people there. We had a fall yesterday. Let's all sit down and brainstorm and let's come up with an intervention. Update that care plan real time together as a group. Um, you know, hey, we had somebody go to the hospital unplanned yesterday. Let's look and see if we can find a cascading event. And maybe the change of condition turned, came early and then we need to educate people. So you're holding people accountable. You're teaching. You're working together as a group. And again, like I said, it's not the nursing show. We're an interdisciplinary team. And by the end of the day, your to-do list now is flat. It's going to be another one tomorrow. But at the end of the day, that to-do list is flat. And you have control.
1: And you take it one day at a time. And there you have it, folks. Now you see why Jackie Vance is such a... Widely sought after speaker and expert, we've been speaking with Jackie Van, Senior Director of Clinical Innovation and Education for Mission Health Communities. This is Jim Berkland from McKnight's thanking you for tuning in. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. I'd like to wish you good health and outstanding days ahead. We will see you next time.
0: Thank you for listening to McKnight's Long-Term Care Newsmakers podcast. For the latest in long-term care news, visit McKnight's.com.